Hey everybody, welcome back to another Litecoin Underground podcast. Um, we're kind of going to go back to where this all started. You know, I've, I've tried to do different things over the course of the last, I guess it's been a year and a half, doing strictly interviews on the podcast, doing some stuff on YouTube, trying live streams. And frankly, it's like the more different things I do, I feel like it gets harder to do them, <laughs> so, to do them well at least. And the reality is, you know, the spaces that we do every Wednesday night, uh, they're interesting. I really enjoy doing them. We get a good crowd and generate a lot of interesting conversations. And it's not always related to cryptocurrencies, but I kind of want to take it back to what I originally started doing is in taking the spaces that we do and giving you guys kind of some highlights of them. I think for a long time I made the mistake of making these three, four-hour spaces and I'd record them and put them out here and it's like, no one wants to sit here and listen for four hours. So anyway, I'm going to start kind of pulling an hour out here and there when I can and uh, hopefully having something a little more digestible for you guys. And if you're interested, uh, there's more places to go kind of digest all the spaces. So I'm going to try to find a way to get them. Uh, maybe I'll create like a separate channel or somewhere where you can listen to the full spaces if you want. Um, unfortunately, Twitter deletes them after a couple weeks, so uh, that's not fully reliable. But anyway, I'm I'm rambling a bit. So uh, yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it. This week we had in Danny, and I'm going to mess up his name, Danny Huep, H-U-U-E-P. Uh, he is the uh, creator of the on-chain monkeys NFT set. I don't know what these things are called. I'm still learning about them. Um, but yeah, go go follow him. He was, I thought, great. It was really interesting to hear what he had to say. He's known Charlie Lee for you know longer than Bitcoin's been around, and um, yeah, I just thought he gave some good insight into some of the things that are going on on Bitcoin ordinals and what's going on Litecoin ordinals. And as you know, you know this is kind of a new thing, so I'm trying to embrace it, trying to learn about it. I'm not, you know, that's not why I'm here. I didn't come into cryptocurrencies to learn to, you know buy digital art or anything like that but um, I think it's interesting what's what the experimentation is showing and uh, we might be finding some some new uses for these blockchains that uh, maybe we didn't realize in the beginning you know I'm, I'm sure there's been plenty of advent inventions over the course of time that um, the eventual use wasn't what the uh, creator intended so we'll see we'll see but, uh, yeah, so thanks for listening every week, you guys. Uh, like it is Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern is when we do the Twitter spaces. So please join us. Come uh, listen, participate. You know, it's open to anybody. It's not like I'm uh, restricting it or choosing certain people to come up and talk. It's anybody who wants to. I generally let them come up as long as they remain civil. So, uh, yeah, thanks. And, uh the sponsor of the show, as you guys may know, I've talked about them a lot, is Cake Wallet. They've been on the show before. I actually have an interview coming up with them. Again, they've had a lot of updates lately. But essentially, you know, it's a wallet, mobile wallet. They also have a desktop wallet for Litecoin, Bitcoin, and Monero. You can swap in between different cryptocurrencies. So if you want to switch between Bitcoin and Litecoin, uh, you're free to do that. If you want to, well, I mean, I would prefer that, right? Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> if you, you can buy gift cards right inside the app, which I've shown. If you go to my YouTube channel, you can see how easy it is. I just did it the other day. Um, I was at Home Depot and needed to buy uh, some wood pellets for my smoker grill. Went right in the app and uh, bought the gift card for the exact amount I needed, and I was on my way. So. It's really a great way to use your card or to use your cryptocurrency. You know, the Litecoin card has, is kind of on pause right now, I believe. So it's a really great way to just uh, put your money to use. And um, yeah, it's really seamless and it's it's just really convenient. So go check them out. And uh, like I said, I'll have an interview with, with Vic and Justin from Cake Wallet coming up. I know they've got some other things they've been working on. And I think they're going to be one of the first mobile wallets to adopt mweb so i'm very supportive of them they're they're really great to us and to litecoin in general so have a good week and uh i'll see you later bye all right guys filling in filling in yeah i didn't 
think about my buddy just texted me cake and i didn't think about the cake wallet connection i wasn't trying to pump cake up but yeah so there you go some cake long line of cars inspired by our traffic issues we're having on uh bitcoin the last week or so uh yeah man this has been an absolute <laughs> crazy week like i couldn't even imagine seven days ago when we had our spaces that we'd be sitting here looking at um just what's transpired in seven days it's been pretty wild so um i brought in you know i don't normally like pump up a spaces too much as far as like pre uh announcing them and i really invite some people in and uh really focus on this ordinal thing because i think it's something that it's kind of out of maybe out of the norm we talk about we talk about nfts a lot and this is certainly kind of taking us by storm a bit but you know i thought back to like what what was it that i created this account for whatever it was like 18 months ago my initial intent was reasons to kind of come together collaborate on a regular basis you know build community learn from each other have some fun bring people in you know more adoption for litecoin and just kind of a place to gather and last week when uh i did a interview with satoshi sarah i don't know if she's in here yet i think she's going to come in but um you know she mentioned something about nfts and she said it's more about the community building you know some of it yes there's a financial part of it but that she's gotten a lot of community out of it and i thought you know why like why would we want to deny that for what it is that we're we're trying to create at least i'm trying to create litecoin underground trying to create this culture this ethos so it just feels like such a perfect storm that happened in the last week right we had all the things we've been saying for 18 months of when bitcoin fills up litecoin's going to be the one that's going to be the the beneficiary of that right so uh to see it all play out in such a short amount of time has just been so interesting and i and I know there's a lot of, you know, some people in the community that aren't huge about ordinals. There's certainly Bitcoiners that don't love it. Um, but I just feel like it's such an opportunity for us to be the anti-maxi mentality of, you know, embracing it. It's not going anywhere. And I'd rather be open to, you know, maybe all these people that are coming from Ethereum and Doge and Monero and Solana and XRP. Maybe they want to build ordinals. And they don't want to do it on Bitcoin or it's going to be too costly. And so perfect opportunity to come and experiment on Litecoin. And they're going to do all the things we initially intended to do. They're going to collaborate. They're going to build communities. They're going to have fun. I just want to put out any kind of, <laughs> in my world, like I'm just wanting to be open about it as opposed to just having this, you know, uh, what I perceive as a maxi mentality, right? So, uh, Shan, you popped up, and I see Danny, you came in, and uh, by the way, I've never met you, Danny. I've seen you, I think I've been in spaces you've been in, I appreciate you coming in, since you don't know. Yeah, what's what's up, guys? How are you? What's up, Shan? Hey, guys. Hello. Great to be doing? on. Hey, Danny, how are you? Doing great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking yeah, good to hear from you. Yeah, we're excited about having you in here. You've done some pretty impressive things. And I know we'd like to hear more, um, kind of specifically what you did on on Bitcoin, uh, like the technology you kind of deployed or how you were able to inscribe what you did. I, I don't think many of us know um, kind of, kind of uh, how you moved some of your collections over to Bitcoin. Also, actually, if you don't mind introducing yourself, I think there's a few people in here who don't know who you are, Danny. Thank you. Sure, sure thing. And I know this is this is a Litecoin focused group. So actually, um, I'm Danny Yang. I've been in crypto for, I guess, a decade now. And I got into it. I started the Stanford Bitcoin meetup back in 2013. But be even before I started that, I got into crypto because I was good friends with Charlie Lee back starting in around, I guess, 2000-ish. Basically, after he graduated from MIT, he moved out to the Bay Area for a job. And I was in the San Francisco Bay Area. I was in Silicon Valley uh, in grad school at Stanford at the time. So so we became friends. And then, you know, many years later, uh, you know, he discovered 
Bitcoin, made Litecoin, and he wrote me in, into this crazy crypto world. And I've been, you know, um, yeah, basically working in crypto since 2013. I, I started Bitcoin exchange back then, and it's still going. It's the largest in Taiwan. And then two years ago, I started a, a NFT company focused on you know, digital assets and how to particularly build community. And I think you, 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 let off, you let off the space of talking about how, you know, we can expand the Litecoin community, right, by, by having Ordinal communities and building community through, you know, applications and, and assets on top of Litecoin. So that's actually this company I started two years ago on just digital assets in general, how to use NFTs to build communities and power communities to then impact the world. That company's called Medicaid. And we launched OnChain Monkey, which is an NFT collection. On Ethereum, it was an, a totally on-chain collection. So, so one of the difference between Ethereum and Bitcoin NFTs, and now also like Ordinals on Litecoin, is that Ethereum's the standard ERC721 is really about a pointer, like token URI. It has the standard actually has a URL pointer to the actual digital asset or the the, the file that you want to store. So what's on ethereum as nft is really kind of the iou or a tradable uh, pointer or you're, you're trading maybe like the ownership certificate of some digital asset but it's not actually the asset itself um, but you can also make the asset itself or digital thing on chain so that's what we did with on chain monkey it's an on chain you know digital artifact or an on chain nft on ethereum uh, and, and then when ornos came out this year or you know, late last year, early this year, uh, we we did the same thing on Bitcoin because you know Ornos is really about on-chain digital assets. You can still make pointers in the inscription, but the the thing that people care about more is having it actually on-chain on, on Bitcoin. And so here on Litecoin, you can do the same thing. And so you know, we've been building, and it is a very new protocol, as everyone knows, and it's still developing. So it's also um, helping as is open source project. So. You know, helping the the protocol advance it's basic like you know version like 0.5 now and, and soon to be maybe version 1.0 and there's a lot of excitement and people are, are building things on top which is great well it's funny because like you know shan had mentioned like hey you should see, see if danny could come to spaces and i looked you up i'm like i wonder if he ever talks about litecoin and because you know i can take someone's profile and search by a keyword so i was kind of stalking you ahead of time <laughs> and uh like I look up Litecoin and you had a post like in October of 21, it was actually Litecoin's 10th birthday and it was something about on-chain monkeys. And I'm like, damn, this dude's been doing this for a long time. So obviously you were doing it in the Ethereum world first. Um, yeah. Like what are, what are some of your warnings though? Cause that's something, I mean, I don't want to get in. I mean, I'd like to talk about the positives, but yeah, maybe some of the cautionary stuff about ordinals because they're so new. Um, do you have hesitation with them, like getting too, you know, maybe deploying too much money into them or making any, making too many promises this early on? I think or there, there's, it's a new technology, yes. I think it's really just typical of anything in crypto is, you know, people can, people who aren't used to managing their own private keys and wallet, they might screw up and lose the thing they have. So it's probably easier with, Ordinals because actually even if you use the right you know Litecoin wallet, if it doesn't know about Ordinals, it'll it won't care and you could lose it that way. So it's just the the technology is kind of hard to use. However, the way of inscribing and creating Ordinal can be quite easy. Is actually you could say for an artist or a creator who wants to put their artwork on chain, it's easier to use Ordinals than to do ERC seven twenty one on Ethereum. In fact, it's very hard to do anything on-chain on, on Ethereum. But I mean, it's easy to do the pointers, like putting on IPFS or even just you know Google Cloud. But if you want to do the on-chain stuff, it, it's actually very And Orno actually makes it somewhat easy. Um, but you know the cost can be high when people do want to use it. So that's what happened on on Bitcoin with BRC20. Uh, in terms of cautionary things on BRC20, no, BRC20 is a separate thing that's built on top of Orno. So Ornos is this cool thing that actually you can do many things. And someone discovered, oh, well, why don't we just use, you know, JSON um, to just mint fungible tokens on top of Ornos. And that's what BRC20 is. Uh, so, you know, it, it's another thing that's on top of an early thing. And this thing also is, you know, 
uh, you have to, it's hard to figure out what's going on with your RT20, or rather, you know, you had to rely on another uh, third party. Yeah, to figure out how much, like, <laughs> if you're going to trade, I guess the trading of BRC20 is going to be uh, pretty risky. If you mint some, it's not low risk because you're just, you know, paying some, you know, coin to, to inscribe something and you might get it or not. Uh, but yeah, just, just be careful if you're going to be trading the, the BRC or LTC20 uh, tokens. That, that part is probably the highest risk you could do. But well, I, think I think you were... What was interesting is I think again going through your posts, I think one of the things you posted was a screenshot from Charlie back in like 2012 talking about essentially tracking Satoshi's, right? Oh yeah, so he is the one who originally proposed to follow the Satoshi in the first in first out order. Um, I mean, the idea is actually very simple, and so yeah, it's probably many people have thought of it independently, but he's the first one on record to have suggested it in Bitcoin Talk on a on a post. Yeah, back more than 10 years ago. Charlie's so, like Simpsons, right? Like the Simpsons, Charlie already thought of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Charlie always surprises <laughs> me, man. Wow. Well, hey, Danny, been, what's oh. your, uh, is there like a, a, a good go-to Bitcoin wallet that supports inscriptions and ordinals? Because we're trying to find one that maybe we could fork to get over to Litecoin. Oh, that's going to be. Are we well, out of little ways? I, I think you would just use I think people have forked the code, right? Ord code over to support Litecoin. I, I would just start there. That yeah, one. we've we've done that. Yeah, yeah, Anthony's done that. Um, did that a little while ago. I think Indigo helped him. And then uh, I think what we're looking for maybe is like a web wallet, but I think that'd probably be like a, is that a custodial wallet? Do you know Indigo? If like a Unisat would be or? Uh, it's not custodial. You have your own keys and they don't have access to it. It's a light oh. wallet from oh, my okay. understanding. Um, well, that'd be good. Yeah, no, we definitely like what Litecoin is missing from my understanding of ordinals is that or in the ecosystem is that we definitely need a, a light wallet, you know, something that, you know, people don't have to, something that has a really nice, uh, user interface like Unisat or something like that. Um, and then, you know, Unistat did recently open source their indexer, I think, for text. Um, and I believe Lightscribe has implemented that. But we don't have any other type of indexer. So, um, I mean, other than the one that was created, that was um, created by Casey with ordinals. Um, but those are like really the two things that are missing in a marketplace to be able to, to for people to, to do these. We did um poured over open or decks uh, onto litecoin and that's available today um but i think i mean yeah we definitely could use more which one which one was the ordex is that the the ability to trade using the partially signed bitcoin um PS PSLT. PSBT. yeah yeah actually yeah PSLTs. I, I think you're right. i keep saying PSBTs. i keep saying sats uh, but um, but we lit yeah, in PSLTs. here. We lit. <laughs> <laughs> we are. No, it's true. Um, you're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah. Even so I, I even did some SNS uh, Satoshi name service, uh, and I inscribed a bunch of them on Litecoin doing the same thing with SNS in there. So it's actually wrong. But anyways, beside I, I digress. Um, you got to start over now. Yeah. I know, I know, I gotta redo it. <laughs> hey, Danny, but, um, can I ask Danny? Yeah. Danny, I'm curious. Um, do you think there's like a natural evolution for people in crypto as far as like you start out learning obviously about Bitcoin and what is it that makes it unique? And then over time, you start to branch out. Is it boredom or curiosity or like you think that's just natural to just say you feel safe with one and you're willing to kind of jump the next go to the next rope yeah, rope that, that's a good question i think it all depends on which year you came in right so like if you came in in 2017 it was all about icos so uh then last two years it's about nfts or before that it was DeFi, like DeFi summer uh but actually for all these ethereum had has attracted you know a lot of the new people new devs because of smart contracts and basically being able to develop build apps on on top of a chain 
And then you had these other chains that sprouted out after 2017 that also really pushed the, or they all wanted to have it where devs build apps. While Bitcoin is about just a simple scripting language that they never really want to change. So it was never really attractive for developers. And it's actually just really hard to do anything on, on Bitcoin. So with Ornos coming around and having like this inscription part of it, suddenly creators can actually do interesting new things pretty easily. So I think that's kind of attraction now bringing people back to Bitcoin. But recently, you know, people have just been going to Ethereum with NFTs or other chains. Uh, and I think Litecoin, back in the day, so Litecoin is an OG chain. So, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, pe probably people got into Bitcoin and they're like, oh, okay, there's Litecoin. That's it's actually pretty cool. And, and Litecoin development is trying to new stuff faster than Bitcoin because it's Bitcoin, just almost nothing new gets put on there, right? So you have Litecoin where you can actually play with the new stuff. Uh, and now kind of Ornos flip things around. Like suddenly there's new stuff on Bitcoin. Everyone's building stuff on Bitcoin. And here, you know, we're talking about doing something on Litecoin that, you know, people are doing stuff on Bitcoin first. Uh, but I think that the fees and the kind of the cost of things that I think will, will be very high soon on Bitcoin is an opportunity for Litecoin where you can then do something and possibly move faster here too on Ordinals because I think the the code base can be more community driven the the or the, the you know the um the, the fork right of cases here then it's kind of already taken over I, I'm not sure who did it and or who is controlling it but probably you have an opportunity to have a community take it over versus you know um Casey controlling it and then you can have a, a broader kind of um in, kind of direction of or rather take it in the direction that kind of the many early participants want to take it and it could be a good thing for for litecoin yeah for sure I, I see it like to me i feel like obviously i'm a litecoiner i mean I, I was we're all i think most people know if you're a litecoiner generally you were a bitcoiner first so it's not like we hate bitcoin but as far as you know ordinals in particular it just feels like it's a lot better fit not just the scalability and the fees but you know with the mweb adoption having that ability to operate on on litecoin essentially but not be in the in the same interface so to speak as where those ordinals are might kind of have a two two different worlds you could live in i think that that really helps and i think fees are i mean fees are like 10,000 times less so it's just such a different world you know uh hey your name what's up what's up sad frogs oh no your name what's first, up sorry. what's up <laughs> too many accounts hey, no worries i got another one now too uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um uh danny i'm curious to know if you know anything about uh, the uh, omni layer on both bitcoin and litecoin and the reason i'm asking is because um, before the obstacle was that things weren't completely on chain, right? And now things can happen, be directly inscribed on chain. However, the drawback is that there's there's um, not as much programmatic utility that you can actually do with this um, in terms of making apps and actual um, people who make collections having control of, of what's going on with their holders. Um, so have you heard of Omni? And if so, what are your thoughts on that uh, moving forward, a kind of combining, like using ordinals as the IPFS reference while keeping utility, if you even know anything about it? Yeah, so I haven't followed Omni for a long time. But I think the general thing about, you know, just L2s and interaction with, with the ordinals that are you know, on the L1, because they're just SAPs, there are certain things that are pretty cool as long as the second the, the layer two doesn't treat the the bitcoin is totally fungible if it treats it totally fungible like like lightning then it's really hard but if they can treat if they follow the utxos in some way basically they're locking if they lock if they're locking utxos then you actually can do lots of cool stuff on the layer two interacting with inscriptions on the layer one because it's just tra basically tracking the the utxos around so I think people will find creative ways on how to basically add some smart contracting and other programmable things that are tied to the the inscriptions that are on the layer one. And also, even within the layer one, I think it's interesting where 
the descriptions themselves, you know, can contain code. That's how we did front chain monkey. And for the things that we've been launching, or we're launching OCM Dimension next, it's a generative art collection. But in our inscription, we're not inscribing file like a, like image files or 3D files. We're actually inscribing code. The code actually then gets executed in browsers that renders the collection, whether it's SVGs and on-chain monkey or is this 3D art in OCM Dimension? So you know these are all things that you can experiment with with the the new you know new protocol. Love that. So this isn't this isn't something because my my perception is I thought NFTs were going to be a fad two years ago, and it's like it and the event the reality is has hit me in the face. Finally, the six months. It's not. Well, no, but I mean, not that I, I don't necessarily see the value in some of the things that are done. I mean, we've talked, we've been talking about NFTs for the whole time we've been doing this. And I think there's some use cases. Um, I don't know that they're worth millions of dollars, but uh, it's interesting for you to talk about what could be done. And I'm one, what I'm wondering is like all this, like what's going to happen, what might happen, why, why, what's prevented it from really taking some shapes is, is the is the ipf is there a limitation to it is it just been so profit driven at this point that no one's really taken the time to invest in a long-term nft project like with real money and real size like why are some of these fun things have not turned into businesses yet that's to anybody i have I guess. a a theory um and that is just that there was so much money in um, hype and wash trading. If you're not aware of what wash trading is, it's where people yeah. put, people yep. put uh, collections out and then buy it through their own circle of people to pump the price. Um, there was so much money in that where I think that was the main focus until now, um, especially in chains like Ethereum, chains like Solana. Um, that was like the biggest downfall of of the priorities in the space was that there was a lot of money but it wasn't coming from no, uh, noble routes you know it was taking advantage of of people uh, directly and i i want to i will always try to hammer this home for people in the space be wary of that i mean uh, bitcoin is not immune to this litecoin is not immune to this uh it's just things you need to be aware of Yeah, basically, it's the the pump and dump thing where you convince people that it's gonna go up, and everyone buys in, and it goes up. But if it if it, there's no real reason that it's really high, or rather, uh, like for example, art art actually can be any price. Like uh, you know, fine art is just high because the price of high is just how much people price it at, or people think it's worth. And I mean, that's just how art works. So NFTs, when you have that art model, well, and the, is the point of the creator to just convince people that the price is very high. Um, but, you know, if it suddenly goes up, it, it may or may not be sustainable. Often it's not sustainable. Like, for example, CryptoPunks, their, their price is very high. Um, and actually, it, it took, I don't know if people follow the history of it. I mean, it took a number of years before it reached that price. And because it's been building community, and also it has, it has a lot of history of first and significance. You know, the tank collection. There's so many of them now, uh, because they followed this model, and so that is the art, and there's value there. Um, for new things that are just like derivatives that can, you can knock off, you know, in a day, there's probably not that much value in it. But people can convince new people that there's a lot of value in it, and that, that's kind of the, the tricky or the, the kind of the be wary part but there are cool creators there's cool art i mean this is not just digital art this is just you know when you go to art studio you sell buy or sell art right it, it's all um like there is good art out there both in physical and digital form and nfts can be a great medium for artists to to create and you know the the so you know there's excitement there but then there's also utility like i, I think of nfts we're talking about kind of digital assets and nfts and NFTs and printed, it's pretty complicated but there, there's like kind of three buckets you can maybe generalize at, at this point in time. So one is art, one is the kind of membership thing, you know, where 
if you own this NFT in this collection, you're a member of a club. And that model is also pretty cute, right? The club has value or provides services or some something of value for the members. Well, of course, it's worth something. Like something so sometimes these are like lifetime memberships, so it's actually pretty awesome. Right. So so that's just value there. And then the third would be just gaming utility, right? NFTs, digital assets can be used in the game. So it's worth as much as it's useful in, in this particular game. Um, there might be a promise that there might, might be a future game or it could be used in other games. That's the part where the speculation takes over and maybe, you know, be careful. But but there are clear use cases and value for NFTs and people are building experimenting. So I think that part is exciting and, and you know, communities form around them. That's also why I start, you know, my NFT company is that NFTs can be valuable, you know, for communities. And, you know, when, when done right, you know, where you keep in mind sustainability and, you know, you're being proper, it's not the kind of the going after the pump and dump, which a lot of teams, or that has happened in the past, but it's not just NFTs, right? It was also ICOs before that, right, in the 2017, um, you know, bull market. Um, but right now we're in kind of a bear market or quiet period. It's the best time for building and also for people who are kind of looking for things to get into, there's less noise. So, you know, more, more legit stuff uh, being created. That's a good point. Noise. I, I never considered that. I mean, that's a lot of stuff for people to dig through in this space. And there's a lot of people telling you a lot of things and most, not most, but a lot of people might not have best intentions. Well, you and, uh, you know, I want to ask Luke to come in. I haven't yet let him talk yet. Uh, <laughs> Indigo Shane, you guys are all in the Discord, right? If you guys, if one of you could post that up in the nest, that'd be worth. Maybe if people wanted to come check out, right? Litecoin ordinals. Are you guys the only, the main Discord, I guess, for ordinals on Litecoin right now? Um, no, there's there's actually a bet. There's another place too. It's Litecoin Punks, the one that Luke runs. Oh, okay. He has the, he has the most members in there, you know, in that Discord. A lot of helpful information, but. The one Indigo runs is also pretty good. A lot of resources. There's still a lot of people in there that can help. Bro, I'm so out of it. Like, I, I go in that Discord. I don't know how to navigate Discord. Yeah, like, it's, it's, even for me, it's challenging. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. I was, like, going to go, hey, I was going to try and invite everybody in, like, to come in, to listen and contribute, whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know where to post this. There's, like, 20 rooms, you know. I'm just out of it, you know. But, uh, wait. Well, hey, Starbarchy, Starbarky, Starbarchy. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? And then Luke, I gotta Hello? give you some time. Yeah, this Starbarchy. Hello. What's up, man? By the way, before you get, because I don't know you, you're new. I know everybody else in here so far. I don't want this to be a shill space. I'm not saying you're gonna shill, but I don't want this to be a shill space. <laughs> Just I want to make that clear. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay cool, cool. All right, um, Starbarchy from Nigeria, Lagos. Um, super, so I'm so excited being among you guys. Okay, um, shout out to um, Rocket, Rocket.ESTH. Yeah, yeah, I watched your YouTube video on 8ML LTC. So I was able to like, uh, got some info. And shout out to, to Sean. Sean, yeah. Yeah, sending yeah, me. Hey man, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for the for the link you sent to me. Um, the Discord link. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm. You're in I'm so excited. This is so 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 early. So 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 early. I'm so super excited to be among you guys. So I feel this is the this is the future. Yeah, because uh, I felt like uh, I was not quite early with the BRC twenty. So uh, I, I know I'm, I'm early with the LTC20. Yeah, but I have some quick questions to, to ask about. Like, um, okay, let me start from, um, uh, I was reading something on Twitter and uh, or checking the website where I can mint my, where I can mint um, the LTC20 token. And um, I was able to see some, some site like the, the lightscribe.io and uh, yep. is it the uh, uh, ordinance site.xyz? 
So, um, I'm, I'm, a question I have was, a question I'm going to ask is about, um, okay, fine, I, I was able to connect with my uh, Ethereum, um, is it Electrum, Electrum wallet? Yeah, I was able to right. connect to my uh, Electrum wallet. I was able to mint uh, some, um, some, what they call it? I was able to inscribe some, some memes. So my question is after after minting, how do how do I send it out? Or how do I how, how do I market it? Like where can I sell them? It's not a no in market uh, like uh, I know for BRC twenty, you have um, like a uh, a marketplace like um, the uh, ordinance wallet where I can place list my my BRC twenty. But on the uh, Ethereum, um, Ethereum uh, on the Light Litecoin chain, is there nothing like that? Yeah. So these are the few questions I just want to know, and I need to answer. Yeah, for good, good question. You. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So like you said, um, you feel like you're early to Litecoin to LTC twenty, and I'll I'll put you on that. You're right. So with being early, there's stuff that has to be developed. Um, there's there's not as many developers on at least the Litecoin ordinal side of thing as as Bitcoin. Um, I guess there are money motivators there on Bitcoin, and they saw the opportunity uh, very much so and took it. So we're a little slower on the Litecoin ordinal side of things, but um, there are a few groups that are building. One of them is Lightscribe. Uh, .io. They're going to be working on um, an indexer. And matter of fact, they just had a poll kind of uh, that you should vote on. Um, kind of decides kind of how the future of the LTC20 token is going to be indexed. Um, it could be indexed the same exact way as the BRC20, but there's also um, other alternatives with it being somewhat a centralized index. Uh, this is where like potentially Omni... Uh, Omni layers could come into play to uh, help uh, with that indexing in a in a certain particular way. But yes, so um, to answer your question, there's no marketplace right now. There's people that are doing like OTC, but again, just be really careful because um, you really don't know what is truly what. Um, there's ways to sort of check, but at the end of the day. You just got to be really careful if you're buying stuff before there's actual indexers. And even with indexers, um, you also have to know that the indexers are ran by third parties. So it could be, uh, the indexers could be made the way they want them to be made. So it's not necessarily decentralized. It's it's uh, centralized indexers. Um, I, I assume people have the right intentions in mind with that. But there's to answer your questions. And then a video on how to send them. If you go to the Litecoin Punks Discord, there's Discords attached up top. There's a video in that announcements chat and um, or Litecoin Labs Discord up there. There's a video in the announcements chat and it will show you how to at least send one by one uh, for now to, from Electrum. All right, thanks, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, buy the dip and hodl. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Uh, Rocket, once again, you definitely put me on today. I just honestly, I randomly saw the Twitter a Twitter post by you, and I just hopped on uh, YouTube, saw your interview, and I was like, okay, I got to get in. Uh, but so I guess you kind of answered my question, but I just want to confirm. So I went ahead and I got an Electrum wallet, and I minted some things just to play around with. And it, it's arriving in my wallet, but it's not labeled anything. It's just... You know, there's no description, so it, you're, you're basically telling me there's no way to verify what coin is what right now, right? Uh, so what you can do with that, um, are you running Windows? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Thank, thank you. All right, so on Windows, <laughs> you can go to View, <laughs> and then on View, there's Show Coins. Turn that tab on. And on that tab, you can then go and you can see the amounts in the, in the inscription. So it's going to be ideally inscriptions of around 10,000 Satoshis, which is, or Latoshis, which is 0. 0.0001 or something like that. Um, but go ahead, right click on that, hit details, and there'll be a transaction ID. 
in that transaction ID, you can actually paste that into the ordinalslight.com explorer. It will give you two an input and an output. You click the output and your inscription should be there. That's okay. Right now. Uh, it's a little hello, hello, sir. Same, same thing for um, uh, Mac, MacBook. Um, so this? Mac on MacBook, there is, I don't know exactly, but in the settings somewhere or preferences or options, there's going to be something that says show coins. And it's just a tab that's like receive, like receiving address, history, uh, send and it's like another tab, but you gotta turn it on. So you need to look for that. All right. All right. Hey, where, where do I post that transaction idea? What website? Ordinalslight.com is the main indexer or the main uh, explorer for all the um, inscriptions. So it's like ordinals.com, but ordinals light now. Uh, is is early ordies not a thing anymore? You can you can use that. I think ordinals light is ran um, on. On, you know, maybe Shan or somebody could correct me if I'm wrong. It's potentially ran on foundations, the LTC foundation servers, maybe. Oh, that's cool. All right. Good to know that that's like a more official version. Cool. That could be wrong, but I don't know. Yeah, I think it might be actually. Ordinal's light. Very nice. Correctly. Yeah. The foundation not get themselves into everything. Indigo. Sounds like sounds like Indigo is voting that, no on that. I think Anthony was working. So Anthony, I think was working on that. Uh, Indigo, do you know more about that? I'm sorry, I was uh, I have some bad reception where I'm at and it's low indie. But um, I heard last I heard was Luke saying about Ornals Light, and it's actually um, I'm currently running it uh, with the help of Anthony. Um, <laughs> and okay. the Explorer. I love Indigo. <laughs> Right on. But no, Anthony is doing all the work. Um, you know, I'm just paying for the server. But actually, no, he's not paying for the server. But um, anyways, uh, the the Explorer uh, that we did, we ported over Mempool. It's still needing, we still need to work on the front end uh, because it's still infringing the trademark um, of Mempool. Illegal. But, uh, the Litecoin Foundation is hosting it, and they got a, a demo uh up and running but we can't share it publicly sorry if was that your question shan no but i'm glad you helped answer that a little bit <laughs> that further. was that was my question so i appreciate but it. yeah no, you know you did answer it yeah we were just curious if the litecoin foundation was hosting ordinals light um but it sounds like you are which is even who cooler. did uh who did early early ordies i mean that was the first one i believe right was that also anthony uh, no, that's just another separate development group um, that stemmed from uh, Bitcoin right away. Okay. And uh, just uh, came on the Litecoin and uh, is doing some stuff over here too. So we'll see how that develops. I don't I don't know them too well, but they do have stuff I am there. curious. I mean, I like looking at all Litecoin development, so I definitely am curious to see uh, what they are doing and who, who they are as well. I'm actually pretty familiar with that team, and they're uh, yeah, they're solid, dude. They actually do deliver over there. I think they're constantly um in spaces too, but uh, I don't think they're gonna. We'll yeah, see I'm sure it might be conflict so. of interest to 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 share them, but I'm definitely for the space. I, if you have anything, I'm, I'm curious just to see an unbiased view of the whole of the whole thing. So so Luke, um, I don't know I don't know I know you guys are all working on it, but for some reason you've become uh, in my mind the poster child for these things. So uh, if I'm wrong, you can tell me I'm wrong. But you know I I'd reached out to some people and I'm, you know I was trying to get as many people in the NFT realm, the DGen world here as much as possible. And you know the the consensus seems to be that the wallet is probably the biggest. Uh, hurdle right now maybe maybe the number one thing we should that the focus should be on um if a is that true and b what do you think it would take to actually make that a reality um i'd say a that is very true the technology with wallets for litecoin has been the same forever basically uh so it's it's not too hard we would i mean unisat has already done it on uh on uh bitcoin but um to essentially do it on Litecoin, you would just set up a server uh, with Ord Wallet, and you could essentially—I mean, it'd be kind of custodial—but uh, or just a wallet that can actually identify UTXOs, freeze them, 
and uh, and send them um, without you know ruining the inscriptions or changing the order. So you'd be using like BIP six nine, which is uh, a protocol that was on Bitcoin or um, a standard on Bitcoin that helps keep um, Litoshis or Satoshis in a particular order in which they come into the wallet. And that somewhat helps with UTXO ordering. But that is definitely the biggest hurdle right now. And thankfully, um, Electrum has has a somewhat manageable uh, stuff if you want to get technical on it. But it's definitely not the most user-friendly for just the average goer. Um, especially when most people, I would say, in ordinals come from uh, Ethereum. A lot of them are trading NFTs and are used to you know, the ad- adoption and technology that has been uh, over there. But yes. And so what what would it, is it just a matter of having somebody with the time or the resources or the know-how to get it done? Is it a long process? Uh, most of, it's not necessarily a long process. It's more so the time and the resources thing. Um, I know we put up a bounty for Unisat uh, Indigo hosted that and I've funded that a little bit as well. Uh, just uh, hard to get some takers onto it for us, but yes. Now, my question is um, Sparrow Wallet. That would be the go-to for Bitcoins, um, coin control and ease of movement in a non-custodial way right now. Is Sparrow Wallet an open source tool that, that is forkable or is that like not an option? I'm sure it would have been considered by now. I'd say... I, I don't re- I don't think it is actually. Um, maybe maybe it is, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Somebody Danny, can correct me on that. Danny's got his hand up. He might be volunteering. Yeah, let's hear. I, I want to have you talk about something uh, important about Oranos. That's but it's a separate topic, kind of related. Um, but anyway, okay. This, the definition <laughs> of actually what is the Orno protocol itself? Most people don't realize this, but is not well-defined. In fact, there's some important parts that are not defined yet. So Ordinals is really three parts. One is Ordinal theory, which is following the Satoshi or you know following the UTXOs around first and first out. The second one is the inscription, just a definition of what is an inscription in the input. The third one is how do you pair the inscription to an, to an Ordinal? So that third point, is not defined beyond that the first input in the transaction, if it has an inscription, then the first output Satoshi is uh, is the pairing for that Orno to that inscription. But that's a very limited case if, if that's all you um, use for, like if you define orders with these, uh, these three things I just said, that's limiting. And in fact, Orno's on Bitcoin is upgrading soon where they'll let you do recursion and parent-child relationship where the you can inscribe on the second input and third input and so on. So actually you can have a transaction where you inscribe multiple inscriptions and multiple inputs. But then you have to have a clear map. Is that on a single sat? The, so inscriptions are always on a single sat, right? But how do you pair or match the inscription to the sat? Because you're tracking the sats around, right? So so let's say you have an inscription in the second input. Which sat um, is being inscribed by that inscription? So you could say, one way to define it is say, well, since inscriptions are on input, then the first sat in that so the same input where the inscription is, that is where that inscription is inscribed. So in, in that example, let's say you inscribe the second input, then it's the first sat in the second input that is inscribed. Right, that, that's one to look at. Another way to say, well, since it's the second input in the inscription in the, the transaction that's inscribed, then I'll just the, then the, the transaction has to have a second output, and then the second output, the first sat is inscribed. Yeah, but then you have a case. Well, what if there's no second output in the, in the transaction? Then is that an invalid inscription? So these are the things that are undefined. Now, does this does so, this stem from the the original idea that there is no um, it's all UTXO based, so there's really no one single defined sat that you can actually break down and follow. It's all based on the 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 index of the transactions. Um, and what you're saying is that the the inputs are actually tracked at that point, and not the 
the the physical like what we would consider our our understanding of ASAT. So now back up. So ordinal protocol. There's three parts. One is ordinal theory, which is tracking SATs around. So that one is just you order all the SATs and inputs, and you order them on outputs, and you track them through first in first out. So the second one is just what when does an inscription happen? That happens on an input in a certain way. Basically, you have a certain you sub the the transaction, the taproot transaction, in a certain way. So, that's, like when, that's so for example, good. just just to take number two, yeah, just to kind of slow it down. It's like when I'm I'm choosing to inscribe in the signature data, right? In that yeah. field, right? That's yeah. where the data goes for the inscription. Yeah. That sat, when I send that particular Satoshi. So which uh, the, the third idea is hopefully is, I'm linking them, but but you're telling me that might not be. The third point true. is which sat do you link that inscription to? It's not right. clearly defined. If you inscribe a second input, it's not clearly defined which is the sat. If you inscribe the very first input, because they're reference implementations of both Bitcoin and I assume Litecoin, um, what it does is you only accept first trans- first input transaction uh, inscriptions, and then it's the first SAT and the first output that's inscribed. So, so that is one way to define it. But then you're limiting it to inscriptions only matter or only get assigned if they're in the first input. But what if you inscribe a second input? Right, you need to define that. And so on on. Since you you guys are basically starting from scratch, or you control the the source code, you can also say, well, let's together define what Ordinals protocol is on Litecoin. So rule one and true are kind of already clear. Rule three, we'll say, well, whenever an input has an inscription, then let's say the first sat in that corresponding input is the one that's inscribed. Right? If you just set that general rule, which is pretty simple and kind of makes sense. Then it solves a lot of problems that right now actually on the Bitcoin side is still undefined, right? So there's an opportunity for Litecoin to define these things and, and start building some cooler things like like multi-inscription where you can have multiple inscriptions in one transaction. You can have interesting recurrent things where um, it, it basically yeah, there, there's more stuff you can do if you can just define rule three. So that's an opportunity for Litecoin. Yeah, you could you could link like multiple inscriptions together. To create, like I was said, like create a comic book or something, right? Like each page could be a unique inscription. They can be sequenced in some way. Yeah. Well, see, that, it's funny because it almost mirrors what I've always felt is interesting about like the Litecoin Foundation and that Litecoin is a bit smaller and it gives it some level of, I guess, centralization of communication might be the best way to put it, where we can have a, there's fewer voices which maybe allows us to achieve more. So like, again, Luke, like if you're running the show, like you can get a, just a small faction of people and maybe put some of these things in place before the wave comes in, right? Before it gets to be just total mayhem. That's interesting. Indigo keeps dropping. I don't know. I would think Indigo, Indigo, do you need to put a bounty on a new phone or a better, are you on Cricket phone? Is that what you use, Cricket? So I have to jump in a second, but <laughs> if anyone wants to talk about these three points, you know, just DM me. Uh, I, I wrote a doc myself that kind of outlines these three points in more detail, but, you know, I haven't really shared it because, you know, it's kind of a, like, define the protocol is contentious, so, you know, I don't want to rock any ones, you know, just cause a stir. But for Litecoin, you know, you guys, as you said, right, you can actually work together to define, so it could be a, you know, helpful um, thing. So, yeah, thanks for having That's me on. A- Hey, yeah, Danny. thanks, Danny. We really appreciate you coming in so quickly. Yeah, thank you. Um, one thing, though. Um, so, yeah, Anthony was, I think Anthony's actually ahead a little bit on Casey uh, with the Ordinals protocol. So, yeah, we'll have to chat with him to see what he thinks about that. That's interesting about doing the layered inscriptions on, yeah. on that. Can I ask one question to Danny before he hops off quick? All right, cool. Completely, like, off topic, but... Um... I'm running. I'm running in the troubles with the uh, funding address being in a different address that I need for uh, what you guys are doing for the Bitcoin um, on chain there. Yeah, just, you can DM me. Um, okay. I appreciate if, that. Are, are we linked? If you or if you can't DM me, um, find me in Discord. Okay. Cool. Cool. Thank you. Thank you.
that's your baby, Danny. Uh, I guess congratulations. Or is it just an upset Bitcoin maximalist? Is that who it is? <laughs> Never mind. See you later, Danny. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I love this space. Oh, man. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are talking about this stuff. I think, you know, collaborating's like, uh, you know, it's hard to get everybody in the same room sometimes, and just throwing ideas around. So we got Litecoin ordinal people and Litecoin punks discords together. Are you guys are? Is there any like wars going on or anything? Any drama? Nah. We work Spill together. the tea. <laughs> Yeah, did, you, did, you, did you see that carrot though that he dropped on the um, to be able to define the protocol? That was kind of interesting. Yeah, there's something there. We should. That's uh, what we should put we our melons, move on that a little bit longer. Melons together. I don't really, I don't really fully understand what he was saying, but I think it just talks about just how you actually define where the inscription goes on which sat. Maybe you can do it on multiple sats or something. But yeah, I think he was saying like you could choose. Is it the first kind of first in, first out? or the last Satoshi, whatever it is, as long as it's consistent and understood across, you know, whatever wallets. Yeah. I think Electrum can actually do some stuff like that already. And I think I accidentally found it out by mistake, sending some, some LTC 20 stuff where I was looking at it on the, on the index. And I sent a, I was trying to send multiple um, at the same time using like a weird kind of method on there. And it ended up uh, putting two inputs into one into a, into a single output, and I was uh, really really confused. So when you index it, it will show like it will say label like inscriptions under that uh, same thing, and it will uh, have it will have two uh, to choose from, not like a flip of a page, but like a side by side almost. It's really weird. Oh. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So if you were to combine two UTXOs or two or three into one transaction, one UTXO output, that that might cause some issues with the way it tracks it. Is that kind of what happens? I think what he's saying is if some people look at the first and some people look at the last, you, you don't have a cohesive understanding yeah. of I what, guess even if you sense. wanted to, even if you want to do something kind of cool where you set up like, let's say you had 10 UTXOs and then you wanted to combine them uh, to create multiple inscriptions on that one transaction. Uh, that's probably what he's getting at. Okay. I think I see. And that kind of makes sense with, with what Luke did in Electrum where he sent, uh, it sounds like two UTXOs and then it kind of stuck the inscription on one of them or something. Right. Yeah. It went into, or excuse me, it was two inputs that ended up going into one output. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I can I can probably honestly recreate it, and I'll show you Shan a little bit later. Yeah. So that's how you do the parent-child kind of thing, right? So you could have like a master inscription, and then underneath of that, so that you could create like an inscription with like a hundred layers. If we did that prepare UTXO set, where you create like a hundred um, UTXOs and then combine that into one, that'd be kind of neat, huh? Yeah. Yes, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I wanted to have him in. I wanted to ask him because the on-chain monkeys, the way they did that is fairly unique, I think. And I wanted to get some input into how that works. (laughs) On-chain monkeys has been there. I still don't don't know how he, what he did, because I think he, he, it was scaled really low, like the amount of bits or whatever, kilobits in each of the files was really small. And I still don't know what, what he did, but it sounds cool. I think that's on the lines of uh, like HTML, if I remember right. So it's it's honest. It's like a HTML style book, and then if you have anything with small bits, like the browser, uh, the CS or the CSS or the styles in the browser can actually turn on what like a setting called like pixels, and it's like oh okay like that, and then it will if it's pixelated in small bits, it will enlarge it and it will render it and kind of like upscale it in that way. Well, he said, cool. uh, uh, any message, I think he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's got ideas for Litecoin, he says. So it sounds like he's interested. 
Dude, did, did you guys catch that he said he's been friends with Charlie since like 2000? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. How, how cool that's is wild. that? That's, that's Dude, totally wild. That's an OG. <laughs> well, so did you see what I put up there with um, the second one? No, I this didn't. Is, that's, oh, in the nest. So that's where, you know, Charlie had mentioned. Let's see, what date was this? Uh, April 15th? August 21st of 2012. He talked about ordering sats and tracking them through. Following Satoshi's yes. essentially. That's, 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 uh, that's interesting. And, and doesn't it, what does he call it? Following Satoshi? Uh, no. <laughs> I think that's what he calls it. <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I think he does. Hmm. Yeah, follow the Satoshi, essentially. Follow the Satoshi, yeah. Makes sense. Hey, guys, uh, is there any discords we should be joining besides the uh, the uh, Light Punks? Or light so I uh, posted up on the most recent uh, thing in the Nest. If you click that tweet, there are three pretty good Litecoin um, development outlets that you can check out. The Litecoin, Litecoin right, Labs so is the Litecoin Punks one. That's um, Rockets. Um, Ordinal's Light, that's Indigos. That's a really good one for like a really good like full community hub. And then Light World's Quest is a, a semi-personal project that I'm working on with a couple other people. So I just had to put that in there. Awesome. I'm going to go ahead and head down. Have a good one. Thanks, Take man. care. Take care. Well, we could, uh, I, I, get, I do got to say something about this. You get the sense that, all right, let's make the assumption that uh, this is going to, I don't know if this continues. If this stays at the pace it is, um, it's going to be really interesting. But um, I get the sense like it's going to get so costly to operate on Bitcoin that I feel like Bitcoin's going to start, it's going to try to be that, you know, like with Udi, the luxury brand, right? It's going to try to be like, all about monetization. Bitcoin's gonna Bitcoin. Not that Litecoin can't, but do you feel like there could be like a different, like two different worlds where one's the very commercialized, like high-end chain and the other one is more about like community building because it is less expensive to engage with? Ahead, I'd say that that's exactly how it's gonna go. I mean, just time and, and math and adoption it's easier to understand stuff at a smaller scale. So we got Bitcoin. Yeah, now we're onboarding Bitcoin. It's great. It's working for the for for the few that are using it and willing to learn about it. And in in, it's easy to co comprehend. Um, then you know, same Nakamoto standard, better security, more adoption rate. Uh, yeah, I think Litecoin is gonna gonna flip it, um, and Bitcoin is still gonna be held um, at a high standard. You know, we're not gonna forget Bitcoin. Uh, but like you said, it's going to be like the Gucci brand or, or, or whatever. It's going to be an upper echelon thing. Um, and that trend is going to happen, you, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now with Litecoin as well. That'll, it'll then become more bougie and um, less accessible than it is now because of the same reasons, but at a, a able to do what Bitcoin did at a larger scale. And people already can back the math and see a history of it working through Bitcoin. At that point, you'll still have Nakamoto standard coins now today that will be OG that will be able to onboard people uh, e even more so uh, at that time uh, with like Digibyte. Um, and then my theory on top of that, the whole cohesiveness in that theory would be Doge only because all the three other that I reference have a parabolic um, exponential deflationary rate as opposed to Doge where it's linear, where it would be the coin that is used to uh, for for expenditures in the small scale because it's more predictable and less volatile. All right, that wraps it up for this week. Like I said, I'm just going to kind of give you a preview of everything. Uh, so check it out on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, and I'll try to bring these every week. And like I said, um, pay attention to my Twitter at LTC Underground, I'm going to try to find a good place for these to kind of land the full episodes if you do have any interest. I guess I could put them on the podcast, but I feel like that'll be 
maybe it's confusing. I don't know. So I'll figure something out. But anyway, thanks again for uh, listening and see you next week.